Are you ready? Yes. Yes. Here we are. John Peckman Podcast. Coming to you from Connecticut Valley School of Music and Dance Podcast Studio, beautiful downtown Portland. Come over to Bridge Start Looking Left. If you like the podcast, you can subscribe and like on YouTube if that's where you're watching. See, I figured out how to fill this dead air. And at the end, Dave, you'll hear Dave telling you how to host your very own podcast here if you wish. But right now, today, we have here guitar player, singer, songwriter, Mark Malucci. Mr. Mark Malucci is here live and in person. Hello. There he is. Hello. What's going on? What's the word? Wow. It's been a while. <laughs> it has been a while. We go, we go way back. We do. And uh, we go back further than you think. Really? Really. How, uh-oh. You're not going <laughs> to reveal something? Uh-oh. In the year... Yeah, never mind. Go ahead. But I, w- I, was, I was thinking, you know, because uh, I hope you're going you're gonna to talk a little bit about Daddy Cool. Which I hope was, so. Oh, yeah. Which was sure. not to be confused with my friend Wally Graney's Sweet Daddy Cool Breeze, which is... Oh, the, okay. Sure. Uh, which features a, a former oh, really? guitar-playing friend of yours. Oh. Tommy plays with him. Oh, really? Yeah. But anyway, we were in a, a funk band called Daddy Cool. We were. And we played Wednesdays. That's right, in at, Manchester. At O'Reilly's. Wow, that's right. Do you remember the night that Gatemouth Brown's bus pulled up? Were you on that one? Ooh, I hope you, you were. I got problems because... Uh, with memory? Yeah, <laughs> I actually do. People say these things, and I, that does not sound familiar, which doesn't mean that I wasn't there. So this means I can make all kinds of cool stuff up. And yeah, you won't, yeah you won't. Like, remember that time? <laughs> yeah. Well, we, one of those gigs that we were doing, yeah. the, the back door flies open mm. and Gatemouth Brown comes in wow. and he was a, a an extremely important Texas oh, yeah. guitar player. He yep. also played fiddle. Yep. But uh his ba- they were they were going from uh, Boston to New York. Wow. Asked around. Whoa. About a place that could have cool music on a Wednesday night. Whoa. They found out about us playing there. Whoa. And they came in. Wow. And so Gate comes then up. Then immediately went to the Tiger. No. <laughs> So so he he comes up and and I get to play with him for about a half an hour. I you know, with, with, I, I would have remembered that I think okay. I probably wasn't yeah, there every once in a while because you were with A to the bar. Mm-hmm. So every once in a while you had a gig. I probably was not. You there. had a paying gig. I think I would have remembered. <laughs> yeah, well, I would have remembered or a better that. paying gig. Well. And um, so uh, he jammed with us and we finished the set. Mm. And then their band plays the last set. I don't remember that. And we're sitting there and I'm going, this is amazing. Yeah. And we're getting paid. They're not, and they're, but they're playing for the love. Wow. Yeah. Gee, I don't even love playing for the money. How does that, how does that happen? That must be amazing. If I'm driving from New York to Boston, I'm not stopping somewhere. Imagine they just they got, they got the bug and said, take this exit. Wow, um, that's amazing. That's kind of cool. It was very cool. Yeah, it was, wow. it was a, that, that was a very special band. Uh, and yeah. our mutual friend, Mark Couture, mm-hmm. Who played bass in Little Village? Uh, yep. You know when way uh, back when. Way back when, uh, he put that Daddy Cool thing kind of together. Mm-hmm. But he had told me about this band that he was playing with prior to Daddy Cool. Okay. And um, uh, you guys were in Hartford. Okay. Now do you remember? Because Little Village had done a show or two with this band called New York Chalk. Oh yeah, right. Okay. And the, yep. One of the singer right. guitar players right. from that band had a band. Yep. Did you drum for that for a little no, while? You no. did not? I, well, there was a few versions. I came, oh. I did play with Tony Richards later. Oh, okay. When it became the K-Man Band, that's where I played oh, with Mark. Th- yeah, that's yes. the one I'm talking okay, about. Okay, okay. So I didn't play with New York Chalk. No, no, yes. no, no. This oh, was, right, right. He was from New York yep, Chalk. Yep, yep. Gotcha, and so I, gotcha. I went, I don't know if it was Mad Murphy's or which mm-hmm. room it was. Something I went downtown like to hear, because Mark said, hey, I'm... And yep. I, I, I kind of knew Tony then, and oh, I so see. I came down to hear you guys, oh. and that's the first time I heard you play. And I'm thinking, I see. is that about 1989? Maybe? Yes, that would have been about then. Yeah, yeah 88, 89. So yeah. that's when I, I first okay. saw you. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so you saw me before I saw you, probably. Probably. You know, because I didn't know Mark's history, and then it was later. It was like, oh, okay, you guys were, and then it was, it was, me, you, Mark, and Joe Greco. Is that it? And Doug Jones. That's right. It was it was oh, a killer right. funk that's band. A good band. And um, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you were too young to see Little Village, but <laughs> I was sorry. But sorry. the thing that was cool about Daddy Cool mm-hmm. was that 
you know, Joe was on the far right of the stage, and we'd start with Joe, and mm-hmm. he's such a great singer, yeah, and, yeah, one of the greatest, and, and uh, keyboard player, and he would pick a song, mm-hmm. and then we'd w- go over to Mark. Oh, right, and we, we all pick songs. We all, we would take turns going, you know, yep. uh, counterclockwise. That's awesome. And uh, whoever picked the song led the song, That's and the way then every we moved. Band it, be. We moved right back around, and it was such a cool concept. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, yeah, we did that a little while. Yeah, a couple of years. Yeah, I would think so, right? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, Daddy Cool. I Yeah, I still play with Joe. I played with Joe a couple of weeks ago. They call The cartels will call me once in a while. Ah, yeah, those so are all very, Joe. very good players. I talk to Mark on the phone once in a while. I'll call him up every couple of months. And he usually answers, <laughs> you know. Which is cool. <laughs> I haven't seen Doug in forever. Um, yeah, I saw I saw Doug fairly recently, and, cool. and uh, we still play together. Although obviously the the pandemic has yeah. curtailed, as sure. we were discussing earlier, it's it's very tough to. Um, yep. I'm going to get closer so yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I sound more radio. Yeah, there you go. Um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 tough right now. I hope <laughs> I hope things finally calm down. But uh, when I was. Uh, out in LA a few years ago, Mark and I had lunch together. So oh, that cool. was kind of cool. Actually, because then he since has uh, he relocated at least once since then. Yeah, but uh, he's back in Cali. Yeah, yeah. He, w- he went up more towards the uh, yeah. the Bay Area. Yep. When uh, after LA, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, he introduced us far out. So this is his fault. Th- this is his fault. This whole <laughs> thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you want to take us back to the the beginning of your your whole thing. Why music? Why guitar? How did it all start? Wow. Um, well, uh, <laughs> by the way, um, one of the things that I've been doing for the last quite a few years sure. is I, I'm writing. Oh. Not, not so much songs anymore. Okay. In fact, a friend of mine said... It's a great American novel. Exactly. I, yeah. I've written a couple hundred songs, and um, Occasionally, I still write, but yeah. but not so much. And a friend said, "How come you're not writing songs so much anymore?" And I said, "Because I'm happy." Um, sure. And that's half a joke, but sure. it's true. Yeah, it's no, true. I, there's yep, truth to it. Yep, yep, um, I, but I've been writing, and I've been very fortunate to have contributed quite a few biographies of um, uh, you know African American musicians to the African American National Biography published by Oxford University Press. Oh, wow. It's a Henry Louis Gates creation. Oh, that's great. Creation. That's really cool. And I've, gosh, I've done dozens of them. Wow. I, I did J-Mo. Oh, that's great. Um, oh, I got it. Oh, that's, that's and, really cool. And uh, Buddy Miles. Yeah, sure. Uh, and then I've done a lot of the, wow. the, the, the old blues men. I did Howlin' Wolf. Oh, sure. Buddy Guy and, wow. and cats like that. So I've, I've written. That's I, great. I used to do some stuff for Mel Bay Publications. Yep. I don't know if you remember, DB Magazine was, was a... I think so. And, and I, I... But that they gave me my start. But anyway, wow. so I wrote... Uh, that's I, great. I didn't know that. That's really cool. That's what's been saving my sanity because no gigs. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> now, how do you find people to write about? Do you say, "Hey, is there an entry of that?" Like, yeah, how do you? It's kind of like that. I, I don't. I haven't done that for a while because after as okay. many as dozens upon dozens, I'm I see. done. It's it's it's, it's encyclopedic. You're making a contribution. You're actually yes. setting it. And that's great. That's really cool. But they're encyclopedia length. You yeah, know? Although, yeah. Although you know, Howlin' Wolf, I went way over and I said, "Sure, it's Wolf." Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Gotta, yeah, you of can't course. shorten that. You know. No, yeah. But um. So then I, I decided to, I wrote a long piece a year ago, historical piece, wow. uh, called Rock and Roll Conspiracy. And uh, then... Um, what does that mean? Well, you know, it's funny. Sometimes when you write, and you know, it's the same thing that's true with music. You start something, mm-hmm. and it might take you somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And it originally it was going to be about the uh, original quelling of the, uh, of the architects of rock and roll. Sure. You know, from 1955 to, to 1959. Sure. They were basically one by one. Right. Bing, bang, boom. Yeah. You know. Alan Freed and just well, getting he, them all. Well, no. What I mean though is that is that they were silenced. Uh, oh. You know, and, and quite, anyway, Elvis was unnecessarily drafted into the army. Oh. You know, Chuck Berry was not sure. always a good boy. Sure. And he had to serve time. Sure. Buddy Holly was in the crash. Whoa. Jerry Lee Lewis kind of shot himself in the foot. Whoa. Uh, and little Richard went to the seminary. But you think about these. Whoa. And then Eddie Cro- Cochran died in 1960. So sure. 1960, we've got a lot of Pat Boone and yeah. all the Bobbies, you know, doing. Yeah. They went from pop to pap. But um, wow. so that's where it was going to be. 
But then I realized the conspiracy of rock and roll is every generation deserves their music. In sure. fact, if I like a lot of the young people's music right. today, yeah. they're not doing a good job. Right. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, that's funny. That's really interesting. But I did write what yeah. I jokingly refer to as my fake novel. Really? And it's 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 uh, autobiographical, but the, oh, na man. the names have been changed to protect the guilty. Oh, boy. I would love to read that. I, I hope... Uh, it, I'm not in it, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> skip, skip that. Uh, you, you'll be in volume two because... <laughs> Actually, wow. who knows? Uh, but at any really rate, cool. um, so, but but the music thing, uh, you know, child uh, in the 50s, sure. I, I, I was aware of Elvis. Yep. I knew when he when he was on the cover of a magazine in his, in his army uniform, it was a big deal mm -hmm. that he was going. And, and uh, What my, year did he go? 58. Okay. Um, I, uh, my father was a great harmonica player, but the old school mm -hmm. style. He had sold his saxophone when he got married to my mother, and mm -hmm. that's kind of what people did back then. If you didn't play professionally, okay, you better sell this thing. I got you. Uh, and, uh, Buy a loaf of bread. Yes, yeah. yes. And so, but there was always music in the house. Sure. And, uh, you know, if you listened to Top 40 radio back then, in the course of an hour, you heard rock and roll, R&B, jazz, movie themes, mm -hmm. country. Yeah. You heard it all. Yeah. And so I always loved music. Mm -hmm. But 64, uh, I was watching Jack Parr one night, and he plays this clip. He says, you're not going to believe what's happening in England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he plays, a month before Ed Sullivan yep, show, he plays right. yep. the, the four lads. Wow. And I just said, wow. Mm. And by the time they were on the Ed Sullivan show, you were ready. I knew what I needed to do, play guitar mm. and join a band, form mm. a band. Mm. That's cool. Did you see yourself singing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to give away my whole fake novel, but I, well, I, I had actually performed it in school on the harmonica a couple of times, but I made my rock and roll debut at a um, eighth grade graduation party because I had an older cousin that taught me blue lyrics to what I'd say by, by Ray <laughs> yeah, Charles. Yeah, sure, sure. And this Manchester band was playing, and I, I went up, and they're... Dum, dum, yeah, dum, yeah dum, and, you, dum, and you started, dum. yeah. See the girl all dressed in green. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, right, 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 <laughs> the right. family program. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and so now I'm trying to think what rhymes with green. Oh, oh, oh! That's terrible. How could you have said such a? <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I, I know. Come up with it. No, you, you, I know you didn't. Yeah, but, but it was uh, so. So I sang. Spleen. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. All right, never mind. It's enough. <laughs> something something spleen no oh, I, I, I can't i can't yeah don't i can't say right, it. We'll move but on. it's actually the word itself that it rhymes with is is not a bad word it's everything leading up to that it's the, what leads up to to the word but something anyway. turns green we'll, we'll all, right, all right all right but <laughs> even even though we're talking about green they were blue <laughs> blue lyrics and, okay right, and, right, and right, uh, right. um so so i, I said whoa there's there, you the singer you know has uh some uh some power here oh. you know and then uh we start I, I started a band right after that wow cool nobody played anything that was just a technicality oh <laughs> <laughs> well we had a band right sure yeah yeah you just got to get it together yeah and then figure uh, out who's who as time went on you know well i got a guitar that christmas where i'm sorry what town where is this well this this is in south windsor connecticut okay yeah. okay uh, so a lot of Windsor activity in this podcast. A lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Windsor. Or, or or a lot of wind yeah, coming, coming yeah. from here. That too. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I started that band and never looked back, really. Wow. Do you still hang out with those people? Think yeah. about it. Well, uh, one. Sadly, the youngest guy in the group sadly passed on okay. uh, not too long ago. And mm -hmm. he was a very close friend of mine, but we had lost touch. Sure. And uh, but the uh, one of the guys I, I I've been staying in touch with, uh, the other one I don't know where, how or why. But so they were the first. They that were the was first. The first. <clears throat> what were you called? The <clears throat> the big sound. The big sound. Sure. <laughs> and we yeah. had the big sound from Windsor, South Windsor. South Windsor. Yeah. And we played you know Dicky Dicky Robinson uh, sock hops. Okay. And teen centers and such, mm, nice. probably like like Dave was doing. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, sure. Oh, 
Sal. What, <laughs> yeah. Talking about something. The, what, what do you, the Windsor, who? Windsor Music. Windsor Music. In, in downtown Up Windsor. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Far out. And then uh, when did you become, uh, I guess, a professional? <laughs> do, I'm still working ever, on it. Yeah, yeah. I'm working that's, on that's it. What, that's what I say. Yeah. Uh, well, um, I went to college. And uh, after five semesters, I said, after five, it took you five to figure it out. Well, I, <laughs> I figured it out in the first four, but yeah. I, I had a humor. No, I, actually, I had a, I had a complete ride. Wow. So I just said, let me let somebody else come in. Hey, that's cool. Yeah. How'd uh, you do? How'd you manage that? Well, it was based on merit. Oh, okay. And need. You were a good student. Good student. And, 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 you know, poor. <laughs> well, hey, that's cool. Where did you go? Yukon. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. and, um, <clears throat> Met uh, my first year I commuted, but my second year was an amazing weekend. This weekend, um, I, I uh, well, Jimi Hendrix passed away mm -hmm. uh, in um, September of 1970. Okay, and I was crushed. Oh, real? Okay, I had seen him at the Bushnell. Wow, his second show, which was the one. Okay, and um, is that Buddy Miles? No, no, it's Mitch this Mitchell. Still, wow, Noel Redding. Okay, wow, yeah. Um, and so I f I'm, I'm getting ready to move in. Now I'm going to live on campus. I commuted my first year. I'm going to live on campus. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. This is it. And my brother comes home from school, and he says, did you hear about Hendrix? And I said, no. And, and I, was, I was devastated. Ooh. Yeah. And um, so the next night, I, I brought my, um, my then uh, girlfriend. I said, I want, I want you to hear this band. Their record's going to come out pretty soon. The Jay Giles Band, oh, and we wow. went up to Springfield and saw them, mm -hmm. and they were out, outstanding, and mm. kind of made me feel a little better. Yeah, yeah. And then I go to um, UConn to move in the next day, and I hear this this riff, dun, 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 which is the opening riff of the Allman Brothers' first album. Okay. I said, "Some, what's that? Yeah. Somebody's playing this." And I, there were seven floors. I'm on the first floor. I ran up seven floors, yeah, opened sure. the door. Nope, not this floor. Got to the top floor. Yeah, you open the door. There's a, a, a naked pillow fight, no. and you're like, who cares? <laughs> I want to know where the guitar no, is. This was the, well, this was the corridor <laughs> oh, door. Okay. But then I do run down the hallway and get to the door yep. and bang on the door. <laughs> and Destiny. They, op they open it up, and these two cats are standing there with guitars, and we became close friends. Really? Formed a band with one of them. Who was it? Well, they nobody from around here. They, okay. they were from New York and New Jersey. Oh wow! And one of them sadly uh, passed a year ago. Okay. But the other one uh, is still up in, in New York. But and then uh, we had a band in college. You, wow! So you're like, this is my new tribe. This right is now. this is, and I'm going. Yeah. I mean, wow. I'll still do my homework, but my this is what I want to do. Wow. And uh, so then you know we went to New York to live for the summer. And uh, we were at the Fillmore the last Whoa. weekend it was open. Wow. We got out a quarter of eight in the morning, and Dwayne Allman goes, this is church. And, wow. And it was. Wow. I had met Dwayne. I saw him five times. Wow. Met wow. him. And that's why that's I quit, heavy. quit college, because yeah, I knew right. what I wanted to do. Yeah, you're like, I'm in it This now. is what I want to do. <clears throat> why am I going to, you know. What were you studying? I, I ended up... Uh, an anthropology major, believe it or not. I was wow. going to originally be a guidance counselor, but an anthropology major, the study of culture. Sure. And I was going to get into ethnomusicology, but I said I'd rather play it. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's really interesting. That's so cool. sorry for the long, no, I the mean, long way around. And yeah. then, of course, after that, shortly after that, uh, Little Village started. Okay. Okay. So you're in New York, and then uh, did you make your way back here for Little yes. Village? Yes. Yes. Well, I, I, I came back and, and did one last semester okay. at UConn and said, all right, I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah. And then Johnny, John Frizzell, the other yep. uh, co-founder of sure. Little Village, and just oh, an, yeah, an oh, amazing, yeah. <laughs> talented. Yeah. This guy had, I don't know if I've ever known anybody that had more raw talent. Oh, real? Okay. Than John. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's wild. Uh, and... Uh, so uh, we we started hanging out and uh, we put the, the band together mm -hmm. and, and uh, we uh, it was five years and uh, you know we both uh, were kind of jerky. <laughs> <laughs> we you know sadly we both didn't know what we had. Sure. And then knew much later. So you were kind of the co-band leaders. Yes. All right. Let's see. Let's get a good shot of this. Are we? Uh... 
How are we doing? So this is the all right. This is the year, nineteen. Uh, when is this? Seventy-seven. Seventy-seven. Little Village. This is the this is the album cover. And these here are the folks, right? Mr. Malucci's in there somewhere. With the big, yeah, the yeah. big fro. Yeah. Mr. Couture's on the far right. Oh uh, yeah. Johnny's on the far left. Mm-hmm. And then Bernie Palka's in between uh, Mark and myself. Sure. 1977 style it's kind of wild so uh let's see quiet cannon records sounds like hamden right east hartford who knows yeah where did you do all this well that was recorded at the gallery in east hartford oh okay yeah wow and other you know there were some other bands that were on that label eyes oh right had done a record for them and sure um It was sad because... This uh, is terrible. You have a song called Beaver Fever. Do you want to talk about that? <laughs> yeah. You have a song called You Show Me Yours, I'll Show You Mine. Okay, yes. Uh, That's funny. I didn't... That's r- awesome. I wrote... I wrote You're, yeah, you didn't have anything to do with either of those Well, songs. I did, actually. Oh, uh, okay. not Not the Show Me Yours. That Mark and Johnny wrote that one. <laughs> um, but the Beaver Fever, I, had a, uh, I brought a song to the group, and it was called Jive Samba. Okay. That was the name of the song. It was an instrumental kind of a neat song and this this jockey who befriended the uh the band and we were really kind of a pet project uh and he has which moved, is a good thing he's moved or was a very good thing he moved on uh sadly gosh i don't know how many years it's it's nine years ago it's mm. been already nine years his name was barry grant that was his um okay that was his uh disc jockey name okay and uh he said you know what that's a really cool song but I think you should change the title of it. Drive Samba. No, that's, you call it Beaver Fever. <laughs> and uh, if, it's a, if a disc jockey's going to name it, then, then we said okay. Yeah, sure. And then, uh, then we then we just said let's let's just credit it to the group. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> and uh, and that was that was kind of how that came about. That's but cool. it was a popular song. Yeah. And, and it was uh, the theme. Uh, f- you know Brian Battles. Yeah. Disc jockey, yep, and uh, he used to be the program director for WBAB, which is a, was a big rock uh, station on Long Island. Okay, ba- BAB for Babylon. Oh, that. okay, and that was their theme for ten years. Hey, that's cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And you weren't even from out that way. Well, you just got around because Barry had gone to WPLR in New Haven. Mm-hmm. He played us oh, all the time, and he was like, "I'm it taking this went, song." It went right across the sound. That's great. And uh, that's cool. Yeah, we beat out uh, that year. We beat out uh, Twisted Sister and Good Rats. Whoa! As number one band on wow. Long Island. That wow. Yeah, we used to play Long Island all the time. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. That's cool. I did not know that. So you guys were right in there. It was a uh, well. You and then I remember you commenting years ago. Um, somebody had post posted the subway theme. Yeah. And um, yeah, because I took one of my songs. We were approached again. Yeah. Right. When you're, when you're hungry, make, make tra- tracks for, for Subway. Subway. Yeah, I remember that. Do you remember that, Dave? Yeah. I do. Yeah. And, of course, other artists had done, they had to use that lyric, but they would you know, do their own music. Right. So I took this, I thought that the song, my own song that I cannibalized for the, um, for, for the jingle, the name of it was Highway Robbery. Mm. <laughs> right. I, thought, I thought it was appropriate. Yeah, sure. But we, we, we got, <laughs> they would say the name of the group, and we'd get, we got... Great. And, we, and we get occasional free free sandwich, you know. Sure. So it was okay. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I wonder if that you can can you get away with that now? Just walk into Subway and go, hey. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine? Still cash. You know, they they were a Connecticut corporation. They still are, mm-hmm. but they only had probably about ten shops. I remember there was one in Wallingford, in in my hometown. That was probably the yeah the one as they started spreading out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now they are. They may be, if they're not, they may be at least the number two fast wow. food chain in the world. That's a long climb. It is. It's a long climb. Yeah. I remember uh, in Wallingford, they had out on the sidewalk in front of the subway, they had this like handrail that looked like it was going down into the, it was like part of their gig. Like it was on the sidewalk. I don't know if I'm describing it, but it was like a handrail that went down that looked like there was like a, a subway. Yeah, like a subway. Well, was that was cool. Funny. Yeah, it was cool. 
Yeah. yeah. I, I, I have no regrets. No. I, I really don't. It's been quite a journey. You know? Yeah, I bet. I bet. So after Little Village. Yeah. It, um, and then who knows? Well, after Little Village, I had a very short-lived band uh, called Sparky. Okay. And, uh, you know, I have a couple of uh, uh, pseudonyms. Oh. Okay. Uh, in fact, um, you know, Uh-oh. just a, just a, <laughs> to make you laugh a little bit, I can't, you, you played on my second album. Okay. My, my, uh, my stage name uh, is Mark Nomad. Yep. And that was, you know, when I was really focusing sure. on blues, which yep. I kind of still kind of do. Yep. Um, and, uh, but before Nomad, I formed, an, my nickname while I was in Little Village was Sparky. Oh, okay. And um, so I formed. Let me a, guess. John Frizzell named you that. Well, you know, it, it's it's a good guess. Actually, it came from a song I wrote. Oh, Sparky had a dream is the first line, and the bass player who was who Ron then before Mark, very very astute, literate guy. He knew sure. immediately who I was referring to, so he started calling me Sparky, and then John heard it. And when John started calling you something, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I mean. That yeah. became your yeah, name. Yeah, that's yeah your you're name. right. You're absolutely yeah. right. So John, yeah. And so I, I won't for- tell you what his name for me was. <laughs> I can't, I can't, you can only imagine. Is it blue? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's blue. Yeah. Uh, right, yeah, it rhymes with green somehow. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so yeah. Sparky was a short-lived um, band. Mm-hmm. Um, we started off as a trio. And then uh, we became a quartet. Jimmy Bell joined. Oh. And he, even then. He uh, just made the list. Uh, yeah, just like that. Yeah, that's that would of be a, that would be an that interesting, would be a good one. Yeah, yep. uh, his father used to bring him to see Little Village. Oh wow! When he was uh, underage. Sure. <clears throat> and um, so wow. we we knew of John. Yep. John uh, Jimmy rather. Jimmy, I'm sorry. Yep. And then uh, Jimmy was in a couple of bands, and then uh, I asked him if he would join Sparky because I I think we needed to like, you know, sp- spread yeah. out a little bit. Yeah. But uh, it just. Uh, it, it just wasn't meant to be. Um, and uh, so it was a short-lived band. And then I was, I had to get away from uh, bands for a while. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. After a while. So I, uh, I started my acoustic solo act. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and for, for a couple of years, uh, I, I did that. Um, not, not quite a couple of years. Yep. Uh, and in fact, 1979... I used to keep a log of every gig I did. Oh, wow. 1979, I did 256 <clears throat> solo gigs. Whoa. In, in a month, imagine. Well, that, that's five a week. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, I, right? I, I don't even get... I guess those were the days, right? Yeah. You could actually do that. <clears throat> wow. I wouldn't want to do that now. No, right? no, of course but not. But, you know, you could make a living. <clears throat> yeah. 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 And it was good. And then, and then after, after about a year and a half, okay, that's about enough of that. And then I was asked to join Arizona Maid Band. Oh, okay. And they were a very good band. I did not know that. Okay. And uh, I joined that band, was in that band for two mm. and a half years. Wow. That's funny. Yeah. Were you on, um, I had I have the HCN Homespun album. Are you on that? <laughs> good Time Feeling? The one track? You want to hear something really funny? What? It's funny that That's you what said. I know about Arizona right, Maid Band. Right, right. When I was yeah. a kid, I got Vic Steffens. He was, so I, I know every song on that album. Doug LaChapelle plays, get him in here. He plays on like, one one day he's like, dude, I played on like four songs on that album. Yeah. You know, and so now I'm realizing as I get older, I know everybody that was ever on that album by now or something. Well, well Doug's a great guy and, yeah, and he yeah. and I had that conversation as well. Yeah, yeah. And what's funny about that album is that while while that they were putting, the, and I, I do believe W it was WHCN or CCC? That, it's HCN, it was Green. HCN, that's I remember because okay. I just... Thank you. Um, so while they sponsored it, mm-hmm. and while they were putting that together, I had been asked to join Hothead Slater, oh. which was a, you know a right. very good rock and sure. roll band. Sure, and um, that was Doug's. Doug, Doug was playing yep. in the group. Yep, and so you, I, I played guitar. On it happened to oh, me. Oh, now it makes sense. So wow. I'm re- I record that. Little, yeah. It was a cool yeah. song. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Rick Rick is a talented yep. cat, and wow. and it was one of his tunes. And oh, that's so I had funny. a ball playing uh, on that track. Wow. And, and um, so, um, but then as 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 the band started, you know, fleshing out for for gigs and stuff, I realized, well, 
I probably am not the right guy for this project for you. Yeah. And I wasn't because then, do you remember Doug was drumming and then they got a guitar player that looked like his, his brother. And they, they, I thought they looked very similar. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and they got the right guy. For I only group. know the one picture from the back of the album. Oh, okay. And then I met Doug years, years, years later. Okay. So, so then I'm not on the Arizona Made Band. Okay. But, but you are on the Hothead Slater team. I am on the Hothead. That's funny. And then I join, right after the album comes out, I join Arizona mm. Made Band. Mm. So that's funny. A lot of Connecticut minutia wow. here. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, that's really crazy. Um, when did you, the blues path, how did that happen? What set okay. you on that path? Okay. More so than, I don't know, yes. what other people were doing. Well, you know, a lot of people forget that um, Little Village... The original. We were right. the original Little Village. Sure, sure. Yep. Not that. Not that. The, the John Hyatt. Right. Jim Keltner. Yep, yeah. Which yep. is a great album. But yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, it's funny. I, uh, I, I was a big fan of all of those guys. Yeah. But I thought that when they came to, I mean, you think about it. John Hyatt. Yeah. Ry Cooter. Nick Lowe. Nick Lowe. And and Keltner. Jim Keltner, who was John Lennon's second favorite drummer yeah, in the world, right? Yeah, sure. So sure. I mean, uh, Jim Keltner's just he's one of my heroes. One of my top yeah. five yeah, favorite drummers. Me too. Yep. And and I got to meet him, by the way. Oh, cool. Thanks. And so, um, but but uh, there, I felt that when they pulled their resources and tried to become a democracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just didn't. Interesting. It just didn't really work out. Yeah. I had a I had a dream that I was album. producing them. Really? I really this is and I said, guys, whoever writes the song is the this was like kind of right. a daddy cool right, thing. Right, whoever right, writes the song Just take the lead. is the boss of that song. Right. And, and make you, the other and back people. and make it sound great. But when you try it because they were all stars in their own yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, well maybe you're right. I mean, it only lasted one album, so you're probably right, you know, in a way. It seems like a good idea and then I like that album enough, but I know it could have been. Well, I mean, all, of course, they're all, they're all at, the t at, you know, the, the, at the top of, of, yeah. the, of the game. But I, I, I don't, th I, you know, Hyatt's Bring the Family, which is where they all met. Oh, I see. It's, it's you know, vastly Better. superior. Okay, okay. I think. I'll have to go back and check that out. Um, yeah, but at any rate, um, little, the original Little Village sure. was our Little Village. Right. And I always was a blues fan, mm -hmm. but I love all music. I sure, love rock sure. and roll too. Of course. But I found the blues uh, in the mid '60s. You know, was was uh, already had a band and loved, um, of course, the Beatles, the Stones, and all all of those great groups. Mm -hmm. But then I got to hear the Paul Butterfield Blues Band. Okay. First record. Yep. With Mike Bloomfield. Okay. I'd never heard. Music like that. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting because in the Northeast, we did not get that much blues on the radio. Okay. Uh, we're talking 50s, 60s. Okay. You did in the South and the Midwest. Okay. But not in, in the Northeast. All right. You got rhythm and blues. You got, you know, mm -hmm. soul, soul and, and the precursor, uh, the R&B. But you didn't get, you didn't hear B.B. Uh, King. Right. On, on, on the radio. I see. And, and, or or little walter and right. so i had never heard wow. harmonica playing like that the yeah. amplified harp and, yeah and you know bloomfield yeah so i just said wow and so johnny and i love the blues and and so um i named the the band little village after a sunny boy williamson sure. song called little village right which you heard that story yeah yeah oh yeah which we became, also can't we can't repeat. we can't repeat yeah but i remember when yeah. uh you know, I uh, I had run into Al Anderson one time, and he said, "Where did you get?" Because he had just he was starting to write a little bit. Yeah, right. Hyatt. He was a Nashville writer. He said, "Where'd you get?" He that? didn't know that. Where'd you get that name anyway? Oh, that's funny. Because because you had it first, and I yeah. said, "We got it the same from the same source. They got it that Sonny Boy Sonny right. Boy Williamson right. song." Yeah. Where he stopped in the middle a of a small song. town. It's yeah. a small yeah, town. It's a small town. And yeah. he he says a couple of expletives, yep. and that's yep. you, when you hear that you go, mm -hmm. "Wow!" He's cursing cool. out Leonard Chess. I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Johnny and I decide. I said to Johnny, "You got to listen to this." Yeah. They played it for him. He goes, "That's got to be the name of the band." Right. Right. So that that's how we got the name Little Village. Sure. Now I I call it. Um, looking back on it, half our repertoire was blues, hmm. but the other half were my songs. Yeah. And I was writing was rock and roll. Beaver so we fever. were kind of like, uh, this is even pre Beaver Fever. Okay. Uh, and, and it was, it was, I called it blues punk Oh, because I've, I've got this, I'm hoping over the next, uh, year or two that I'm going to, uh, I'm going to have to remaster and, and, and release sure. some 
really rare live little village recordings oh. from both rhythm sections. Well, that, it's easy easy to do it now than ever. Maybe. Kind of, sort of. Although, depending on your source, like I had to take this acetate. Oh, that's hey. forty five years old. Yeah, Ooh. you can only play it so many times. Right, but I'm cleaning it up. Yeah, and we're playing the Crystal Lake Ballroom on July 4, 1973. Wow. And we start off with the song, Seven and Seven Is by Love. Did you oh, ever? Oh, yeah, yeah. Arthur yep. Lee was yep, sure. brilliant. Yep. yep. And we go from that, mm. his original version, they go into kind of like a, almost a sleepwalk song. Mm -hmm. It's completely different tempo, mm. almost a little surfy. Yeah. And I said to John, we're going to do this relentless, it's like a, Two-minute song, brutal on a drummer, because yeah, yeah. you're almost doing a, a yeah. roll through the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, And then we're going to go into your blues. Oh, wow. And Because they that gave me the idea that love went from, you know, into a kind of a goofy light thing. Mm -hmm. Let's go into a blues thing. Yeah. And that's what we would do. Wow. Stuff like that. That's cool. And Johnny was fully formed back then. So he was like, he was it. He was on fire. Yeah. He was on fire. Wow. That's wild. Yeah. Do, make that Make that happen. We could all hear that. There's That's some cool wild. stuff. I bet. There's some cool stuff. I bet. That's that's cool. So blues, that's your thing. Well, it is. But well, one of them. One of them. But then, you know, I, I, I came out with the, I had all these songs a, a couple of so years. So you're writing all the time. I was writing all the time. Okay. I, you know, I in fact, I a, a dear friend of mine, I gave him a, a guitar lesson last week. I, I don't, I give you guys credit. Teaching is it's a beautiful thing. And it, it's I've, not I've, for everyone. I love it. I've but taught, it's I have taught so many, I've made some lasting lifetime yeah. friendships, but, um, I was teaching this guy and, and we ha I had this old, remember Jerry Hahn, Dave, he, he was a jazz guitarist. Okay. And I, I used to buy, uh, subscribe to guitar player magazine in the seventies. And he, he had a great column mm -hmm. and all the scales mm -hmm. are there. So, but anytime I would sit down, I'm learning the scales, you know. But then a song would start trying to come out. Gotcha. And I had to, I had to pursue the song. Yeah, right. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to improve my guitar playing. Yeah. But I, when I start, whenever I started practicing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. S songs would start coming out. Oh, that's all right. So I had to do that. I had to follow that. That's okay. And uh, so that's that's kind of what um, I was doing then. I was writing a lot of songs, but you know, s your songs. They're kind of like your children. You, 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 you know, some are cuter than others. Sure. Uh, <laughs> some are smarter than others. Sure. But um, you, you have this attachment. They're my children. And when I first, uh, I don't even like to use the word retired. Yeah. Um, I, I graduated from my last gig, which was a wonderful gig. Uh -huh. um, in fact, I used to come to this place. Right. And um, I, uh, one day, I found a cassette from the late 70s, just song after song yeah, after right. song. And I said, I'd like to hear what these sound like yeah. fully produced. Oh, wow. And so two years ago, I, oh. put, I put out a record called Rocks in My Head. Oh, and these are the, all the leftovers. Volume, volume one, because I've got enough. For yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. hope I can do another one, but I've got enough for about five more. Wow. And, uh, and I used my old Sparky name. Oh, cool. Cool. So you just like updating. I didn't want to confuse the blues audience. Right. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. That's so cool. that's what I did. The blues audience. How many blues albums are you up to? I have 10. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. I remember uh, there was one. What was the one? I have one. It's, I think it's the first half is just Dobro. And the second half is band. I like that. That's a cool one. Yeah. I remember that one. Yeah, that was right? a, That's true. That was my first one. That was, oh, okay. It was called Nomad's Land. Okay. And yeah. um, uh, because I, I do both solo yeah. acoustic blues yeah. and then I do band blues. Yeah, yeah. And then the, the record that you're on, my second one, that's out of print, okay. uh, got to carry on. Okay. Uh, I sh maybe I can, I'll have to think now, you know, with all the digital distribution, yeah. I can probably do a digital release of these first two yeah. records. Yeah. But the, the, there's eight other. As, as I wow. was joking earlier, archaic round things that yeah, I have yeah, yeah. out. Um, but you're on the second album, and half of that was studio, and half of that was live. Oh wow! And you're on two tracks in the studio. Oh cool! And and very I, I don't sorry. You don't remember. Right? Hey, listen. I, I just how many gigs have you not, done since 1990? I don't know. 
I mean, I, I def four. obviously I remember making music with you. Right. Um, but I'd be lying if I said I remembered those. Where did we do it? My studio in Hartford. Oh, really? That's where, and that's where the first Daddy Cool rehearsal was at. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know what? I do. I do remember now yeah. when I think about it. Oh, actually, no. I, I just misspoke. That's where Daddy Cool rehearsed. Was downstairs. Downstairs. But then I moved up to Northampton, Mass. Okay. And I still live in that vicinity now. Right. And you, you, you came up there. Right. To my studio there uh, and yep. played. I and I, I wasn't even miking acoustic drums then. I, wow. I had the Roland electronic drums. Wow. Because miking was a, an art. Sure. And I, now, now, I didn't, it, yeah. now I mic drums. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But back then it was like, back okay, then. we'll use these Roland wow. electronic drums. Because yeah, I had worked for them for eight years. Oh, right, right. And went, went to my blues. So you got the good thing. stuff. You got the good, the good rig. So after, two, after uh, in, in 87, I decided I want to I go back to blues and focus on that. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I, I'm just, that f- it feels right for me. Yeah. And that's, you know, I was in Chicago and, and uh, the Mark Nomad name. Yeah. Was jamming yeah. with Jimmy Johnson's band. And he, wow. And, and they just said, what, what, what do we call you? And so I just said, Mark Nomad. Yeah, sure. And, and that's, that's sure. been my blues name. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. You got to have a blues name. You know, hey, the best. My, I would be, you know, forget, forgetful John or something. You could no, we, we'll, maybe you know. by the end of your show we'll come up with. <laughs> well, you know, Muddy Waters, McKinley, Morgan Field. Sure, sure. Which is a great name. Yeah, oh yeah, you know. yeah. Uh, you know, Howlin' Wolf was Chester Burnett. BB mm-hmm. King was Riley King. Okay. You know, so I think I think this it's cool to have blues names. Yeah, why not? But uh, why not? then again. This is pre Joe Bonamassa. <laughs> right, right, right. And yeah, now you could just have any, you could be anything. Yeah. yeah. That was another yeah. thing. Yeah. You know, too many syllables. Yeah. Yeah, too many syllables. Although I guess it's working out for him. I guess, I guess it I, has. Having that many. Yeah. Wow. Huh. All right, cool. So, um, well, then, I mean, that pretty much that brings us to what you're doing. Kind of, sort of, yeah. Kind of. Um, some semi retire from playing, kinda for the time being. Like yeah, we all are. But like, I kind of like we all. Oh are. yeah, so many. Yeah. It's sad. Um, yeah, I, I just uh, I got the new, I, I still subscribe to Rolling Stone magazine. Okay, yeah. since since the sixties. Wow, and I That's keep thinking heavy. I'm going to stop doing this. Yeah, especially since you know it used to be you know fifty mm-hmm. cents an issue. Yeah, right. <laughs> now right. they're ten dollars on the newsstand. They're very slick. Now they're monthly. Yeah, back I saw then that. they were biweekly. Right, I remember. but uh, on the cover is Silk Sonic. Oh, okay, Bruno Mars. Bruno and Mars his, and yeah. uh, uh, Anderson, Anderson Pack. Great drummer. Yes. Good lord. Well, you know what? Uh, I've been a. I like Bruno Mars. Sure. And and you know, I saw them on the Grammys last year. Yeah. I don't know. Was it this? I've lost count of the. And yeah, and know. they did a, a tribute uh, to James Brown. Oh. And then they came out. As Silk Sonic, yeah, and Anderson's out in front, yeah. And, oh, I did see that, and, yeah. And they are yeah, outstanding, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they no were doubt. talking about they've they've got these uh, Ludwig drums with you know, you know the the heads, the Dynasonic. Oh yeah, yeah, they're, sure. They're, they're, they're trying school. to yep. go oh, yeah. old school. Yep. They're even talking about guitar gauges and picks because they want Whoa. to get that sound. <laughs> are you are you like that? Um, <clears throat> not not to that degree. I, I'm, I'm old school. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, that's why I like them because they yeah, sound, right, right. They sound they're, they're old doing school. The thing. Yeah, that's but like cool. I say, I, I respect the fact that the young people have to have their own music. Um, what, what I it brings, yeah. But I it's know. nice to hear something that doesn't have auto tune on it. You know, sure. And sure. and they're they're going back to the stuff that that they they kind of grew up on or heard. You know. And, yep. And uh, it's all it's music is like food. Yes. It's it's just got to be good. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, I start to realize, you know, obviously as we get older, there's less things that we understand. I guess musically, maybe you know, you always. But like you say, we're not supposed to like it. If we like it, it's not good. You know, being older, and I I'm experiencing this thing this week. I don't know how you how anyone would how you would feel about this. I just think it's funny. I realize there's a dividing line, and I found found myself on one side of it. I if somebody posted something on Facebook. There's a thing that the youngsters do. Um, it's it's they call it a silent disco. It's like a DJ gig, but everybody wears headphones. They pass out headphones. Oh yeah. So it's quiet. Um, 
if you're observing, it looks stupid because it's just a bunch of people in headphones silently dancing. But I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Like, because Dave knows with me, I'd be like, if I could control what goes into people's ear holes, I'm all about it. I'd be like, here, you got to hear this the way I'm hearing it. And it was just funny because, um, you know, somebody posted this on Facebook and it was just like, kind of like all the older people going, oh, that's stupid. That's the dumbest. And I looked at it. And I'm like, that's awesome. Like, I'm like, that's so cool. That's cool. Be- because I think, like you say, I go, young people somewhere are having the time of their lives now. They're doing it now. As well they should. It might not, as well they should. It might not be what, what we were doing, but what we were doing wasn't what our parents were doing. So I'm just like, good for you. That looks looks like fun to me. Absolutely. Yeah. A- yeah. A- you know, um, when I... We got to do a silent disco. That'll be our new thing. <laughs> I see Dave's into it. <laughs> I, I, uh, I took guitar lessons um, for... Uh, I don't know about a year and a half mm-hmm. at uh, Beller's Music in Manchester. Sure. Yep. And um, but this is like you know six around the corner from uh, O'Reilly's. O'Reilly's, yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> and so so you know about 1966, 65, 66, Whoa. you got these old because because Ray Beller was a big band uh, clarinetist. Okay. I, I forget who he played with, but he was okay. A I, big he played with a name band. Wow. Yeah. Sp- Spike could could, could sure, tell me. Sure, I'm sure. Sure. And. Um, uh, so he had a lot of, of uh, horn instructors there. Mm-hmm. But these guys, you know, this is the height of British invasion. Yeah, they, they just must have been they like, what is this? Grousing. Garbage. They yeah, were yeah. not. And I'm, I'm sure. thinking, these, these old men. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I am that Me guy. too. Except, except that I understand that the young people do deserve their, their music. And you know what? I appreciate that. A, a young person now, though, if they watch James Brown, you you cannot deny mm. the power. Right. Of, no, there's no doubt. There's speaking no doubt. of power, your version of Sex Machine in, oh. in Daddy Cool was was always a highlight of the evening. Whatever you say. <laughs> if you say so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, James Brown. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, I think kids, I find kids... I think maybe it's because lately of the availability of everything. Kids seem to know everything now more so than they know no, new music, but they know old music. Like kids know Led Zeppelin. Kids know everything. Kids know the Beatles still. Yeah. You know, if it's good, they like it. I think they don't attach it to a time like we do. Like we were like, well, this is that thing and this is that thing. Like I have, like uh, Matthew's like this. I have a student. And he just likes some, like you're saying, he likes it if it's good and has no idea. Like he collects vinyl and I go, what'd you get? And he's like, oh, you know, yeah, like I, I got a Boston record and, and I got, a, you know, something new and then I got a Beatle. Like he doesn't know that these things don't even go together. He just if he likes it, it's good. Right. And I'm like, that's cool. That's kind of cool. You well, know, you know, growing up uh, in, in an Italian family, <laughs> Uh, as as Stanley Tucci, he's got this this show now touring oh, really? Italy, and he always he always begins the show saying, "I'm Italian on both sides." He wants because right. he tours Italy, all the provinces of Italy. Oh, I see. And they see the food being made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I'm on both sides. So food was just a little too important growing up. I mean, <laughs> and still is actually. Yeah, sure. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, my mom's Italian. So. But you know, you know what. I knew there was something about you I liked. Yeah, see? Yeah. See, I never knew that. Northern. Northern Italian. Okay, yeah, yeah, still. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, That's what this is but all you about. <laughs> yeah, that's what this hair is. Yeah, yeah the curly hair. Yeah. Oh, yeah, mine mine has lightened up and straightened out a little <laughs> bit. But, uh, but you know, you don't want to eat the same thing three times a day, right? Do you? Right. No. I mean, right. I, I, what's, I mean, I love pasta i love pizza yeah i don't want it for breakfast although there was that time oh yeah years ago cold pizza in the morning but no you know but no i i and the days because you're when you wake up you want you know you got to start the day yeah and then you you gear up to yeah but you know how important the dinner was Mm -hmm. but but again i think music is like food Mm. and if it's good you know in the best food the the ingredients can be very simple wow but they can they have to be very good gotcha and, right on and yep. that's what it is yep yep um, that's cool yeah but yeah. we were exposed uh to a lot of different things and, and to, everything's niche oriented now you know? right there's this station that station 
you know, they focus on these types of music. And we, we heard all these different types back then. Mm. And like I er said earlier in the, you know, yep. you'd hear Frank Sinatra's yep. uh, My Way. Yep. And then you'd hear James Brown. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Yeah, I wasn't around, but I can say that the very, in, in my experience, in my world growing up, the very early days of MTV was a free for all. Like that was like anything goes, um, at least in our world. Because there wasn't a whole lot of videos yet. So you would have, you know, you would have Jay Giles and then the police and then maybe a live uh, blues thing. It, they just played whatever. So for that couple of years, it, Stray Cats would be on next to, you know, and it was just like, oh, okay, whatever. We're lucky to be seeing anything, kind of like what you're saying. Just like put it on and we'll, we'll watch it and take it for what it is. Yes. So And then it became slowly a little more kind of segmented. But yeah. At the early days of MTV, it was just kind of like, whatever, we'll take it, whatever it is, just give it to us, and we'll be into it. Well, I, I understand being in a mood if you you know, you want some soft jazz, you know, or but I it I think the people though that only like you know the Sirius XM thing. Yep. It's the one station. Oh, I see. That's the only genre that you're going to hear. Right. And I just think it's healthy, you know. But well, um, maybe people switch. Well, hopefully, channels. I hope they do. Yeah, I hope they do. I do. Um. How about um, uh, wow, you know I had I had a question. How did you so how did you get involved in this? Explain to me again what this writing for the encyclopedia. How did you get involved in that? How does that happen? Um, well, you know what they say. It's who you know. Sure. And it's always who you know to, that 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 where a door can open. But this this stuff. Friend of mine was uh, an editor. Okay. And uh, I showed him a couple of the th things I had written. And he goes, would you would you like to contribute? And oh, um, that's great. And so I did, and it was. Uh, I, I'm so grateful to have had that uh, opportunity, especially these people that really impacted my. my oh life, hell yeah! You know. Yeah. And then I even, uh, you know, I felt that there were some people that really deserved. I even wrote Mickey Baker. I wrote his. I don't know who that is. He was a session jazz guitarist, oh. but he was a session player. But then he, he had a uh, a partner Sylvia, and they released a record called Love Is Strange. M oh, Mickey and Sylvia. Mickey and yep. Sylvia. Sure. And I felt like he deserved to have yeah. his story told. Yeah. So I I I wrote about oh, some cool. obscure people. Oh wow. But then and then I wrote about uh, you know, like I I also did uh, Clarence Clemens. Wow. Because yeah. I felt this guy. Sure. I mean I think Bruce Springsteen's a very talented cat. Sure. You could no you doubt. could you wouldn't hold him back. Right, but I honestly believe that without the big man, he would had not had the the power and impact that he had when he had it. Then, I'm I mean, he can sit down and and sure, and, and a room will be quiet because he's singing mm -hmm. with strumming there an acoustic was guitar. I agree, but there, there was, was something. something he he uh, Clarence amplified mm -hmm. their whole thing. Yep, I thought, and so I thought that story needed to be told. Yeah, that's interesting. So it, it runs the gamut. There, but they all are musicians. Yeah, they you know, but but I I went way back to this to, to some of the uh, the very obscure uh, blues men, acoustic blues men, such as like Tommy Johnson, okay, who was a contemporary of Robert. He was before Robert Johnson, okay, and then um, oh my gosh, yeah, uh, probably uh, Will, Will, Willie Brown, who who uh, who Robert Johnson quotes in one of his songs. Oh wow, and and. Um, so uh, you know, I I did research. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. It was it was really uh, it was quite it was quite uh, gratifying to to um, to do these pieces and and give. Yeah. And and they're kind of encyclopedic length. That'll live. On, it'll live on. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Set the record straight. That's really cool. Who are some of your favorites of the old, more obscure that you could turn you could turn us on to? Um. Well, I remember. Uh, I didn't. I didn't write his. I think somebody at Ariel's had, had written it. But the very first time I bought this um, cassette, remember those things? Yeah, sure. And I was. I was. Uh, you know, one thing I should mention is that I've never left. I've always gigged mm -hmm. and always put out music. Sure. There have been, you know, periods of time when I didn't have a record out or something. But I decided, okay, this is a tough way to make a living, and as a parent. Yeah. Uh, I, I had to try to, to be sure. a little more uh, su supportive, literally, 
And, yeah, right, right. and, um, and so, well, what am I going to do? I, I can't work in a factory. Sure. Not that there's anything wrong. No, no, that. I know what you mean. But, but, um, what am I, I got to do something that's related to what I love. I work for a music company. Sure. And so I worked for, for a couple of very big music companies. Yep. And, uh, one was the aforementioned, Ro uh, Roland. Yep. And, and, uh, it's interesting that when I uh, met my my then boss, his nephew was Jimmy Bell. Oh, see, and, and uh, so so that was interesting that that, that that you know the six degrees of separation, uh, and then of course I worked for uh, Yamaha yep. for, for many years, great yep. company. Yep. And uh, but while I was doing those things, uh, I always I, I I don't know how I did what I did in fact because I was always on the road mm. overnights and yeah, such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I often would play where I was, mm -hmm. um, and then I had g weekend weekend gigs. Yep, and I'm writing and putting out records. Wow, and it was kind of crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. I've I've slowed down. Yeah, that's a all little right. Bit. <laughs> well, it's all right. I mean, you deserve to at this point. But we all do. I mentioned that because one day I I'm driving and I was I used to listen a little more to music then. I bought this thing called Bottles, Knives, and Steel. And um, it was a slide guitar uh, a com compilation. Yeah, sure. And there were all these uh, blues players. Yeah. And I had been playing slide guitar for years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, watching Dwayne Allman as close as I did sure. for as many times as I did really helped. Right, right. Um, and so I'm driving, and this song comes on. Huh. I had to pull the car over to the side of the road. Mm. A guy named Blind Willie Johnson. Okay. He wasn't technically even a bluesman. Mm. He was born in Texas. Okay. And he recorded in 1927, 28. And he did kind of spiritual music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he played yeah. slide guitar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ry Cooter. I, I found yeah. out after the fact that right. Ry Cooter just, every, oh, he knows yeah, everything yeah, he yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so huh. there's one. There's yeah. one that's a, you know a, a obscu obscure guy, and, okay. and, and there are there are so many that don't get their uh, their due, right? You know. Well, we probably don't discover their recordings till so much later. You know, right? Right. When people start, did you see American Epic? Do you know what that is? Did you see that? It was a documentary. It's probably a handful of years old now, and it was about you know seventy eights when when the record companies went out into the boonies, you know, uh, when radio started to take a chunk out of their revenue and the city slickers weren't buying the records. So they would, they would go to like, and anyway, the Carter family came out of the woods mm -hmm. and did their first recordings. You know, they would set up in a warehouse with a lathe. Yes. And like, and well, anyway, I learned a lot of, <clears throat> so it was a box set and I learned a lot of blues. You know, they did the Mississippi Delta people and, yeah. You know, the Tex-Mex stuff and the Native American stuff. And the, there was all, you know, country music. It was all in there. Well, that's I, I heard a lot of yeah. of uh, Delta Blues that I didn't. I'm not a anywhere near a, a, a maven, you know, but I that was my big intake was like, oh, okay, this guy, that guy, this guy, that guy. But Right. Yeah. Yeah, Robert Johnson recorded in Texas mm -hmm. and similarly, but he he would he he would go into a corner. He would face yeah, the corner, right. yeah, corner yeah. loading. Yeah, Ry yeah. Cooters talked about that too. Yeah. He knew that the sound would would bounce back. Imagine and, and, that. And and uh, and did you, Buddy, ever, did you ever do that? You know, I I I, I tried it. Uh, you it know, didn't didn't work. Well, we've got now we've got uh, technology. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. The, you need that corner. Yeah, just the, the corner, corner patch. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, exactly. but muddy muddy waters. Um, had recorded uh, when uh, one of the, uh, oh my God, who was the family? Uh, it'll come to me. Uh, right. When you age and you, you try to grab, the, the famous musicologist that, that did a lot of this recording. Oh, the Lomax? The Lomaxes, okay. yeah. And so uh, Muddy Waters recorded uh, right. you know, early in Miss about 1943. Lead Valley too and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then Muddy moved to, to Chicago mm -hmm. and he, electrified he was playing if you listen to his uh library of congress recordings yep. he's aping uh robert johnson he's trying to sound just like right. robert johnson and right. he's doing a good job sure and he was into sun house as well yep. Yep. um and um he uh he went to chicago and and had plug the brilliant in. idea to plug in yeah 
And you know, you yeah. think of the tones, man. And they these amps yeah, were not wild. that that powerful, so yeah. they, the guitars would just crank them. Yeah, yeah. And they got that natural yeah. tube distortion. Imagine that. It's it's it, they invented yeah. a whole new music yeah. form, yeah, and some crazy. of them really had an acoustic thing going, and then mm -hmm. went to Chicago and electrified. And getting back to Little Village, crazy. Uh, we uh, had a chance to really open for so many people. Yeah, right. And right. I jokingly refer to myself as king of the openers. <laughs> king of the openers. But when you can sit and talk to Muddy Waters. I can't even, yeah, that must be. And find crazy. out, you know. Ridiculous. On his rider, Jeez. champagne and chicken livers. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. Do, you, do you have an album called that? You must no, by now. Well, and, he, and then he also, <laughs> so I said, I, I said to Muddy, I said, hey, Muddy, wow. um, how come you never play Can't Be Satisfied? Um, and he, oh, I got the arthritis, you know. Uh -huh. And, and uh, within a year later, Hard Again comes out that Johnny Winter produced. Right. And it's on that album. I'm not taking credit. Johnny Whoa. probably thought it. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. what was cool was he had a song called Champagne and Reefer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So and, uh, I'm working wow. on my version. Yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Wow, that's heavy. But he Muddy heavy, waters. heavy cats. What was that? The Shabu, probably. No, actually, believe, that was Crystal Lake Ballroom. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I we, oh, Where was that? It was in Ellington, Connecticut. Yeah, that's before and, my and, time. Uh, yeah. It was, uh, it, wow. it, it went back to the big band era. They oh, used, they used okay. to have, But then, for a while, this guy named Jack Mack okay. was promoting great shows there. Jack Mack and the Heart Attack? Um, no, that, they thing. came later. Okay. Right. Yeah, it's not the same <laughs> guy. Okay. Um, but, uh, well, and Jack took me aside, when, you know, because he says, I only know one other guy that's playing slide. You know, this oh, is in wow. 73. This, this guy uh, from, I had him up. He's from Delaware. His name is George Thorogood. I said, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I didn't know who he was then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we also opened for Bo Diddley there. Wow. And got to back him up. Roy Buchanan. Yeah, sure. And yeah. the list goes on and on. Wow. That's crazy. So many heavy people. Yeah. It doesn't get any heavier than that. It, it was Muddy Waters, that's pretty much. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's heavy. That's heavy. Um, right, we got we gotta we gotta we gotta think about flying because I don't want to run out again because we get okay. Um, boy, you got what me happens going. around here. I <laughs> I'm know. sorry. Well, no, don't be. <laughs> what are you sorry for? What else are we? This is what we do. I mean, we've talked. Um, we'll have to. We got to do this again because I feel like that we didn't. I feel it's. I mean, it's been an, over an hour, but I don't even feel like we got anything. We got to get. All right, you got to come back. But we did touch upon a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Including your version of Sex Machine. Uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. So, uh, probably impossible. Okay, I'll try to make this quick. Uh, if you know the questions, these are just like the kind of wrap up kind of questions. Sure. Are you an ardent? and consistent practicer of your instrument? I play every night on the couch. See, that's cool. Um, I, I, I don't practice anymore, sure. I play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just yeah. want to keep the fingers. Yep, yep. And, and I've got, I'm not going to complain, but as you, aging is not for the faint of heart. Right. Got a lot of aches and pains. Well, and my hands. I'm not that, I'm getting there. My hands give me a lot of trouble, Yeesh. sadly. Yeah, it's too many chicken livers. Every, every night on the couch, though. Yeah, well, that's that's kind of good. You got to, I guess, you got to keep it together. Um, Desert Island album or a few. We're gonna do a different kind of show too. We talked about. I want to start doing different kind of shows. I want to just talk about just. I want to have guests come back and talk about just that. But hit us with a few. Wow, man. Um, you know that right. you feel like this is all. All of life is here in this thing. Man, I tell you, it, it's a tough one. I know. I couldn't even limit it to one. Okay. But I could, yeah. you and I don't to. want to keep you, but yeah, just yeah. a few off the top of yeah, my yeah, head yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that changed my life. Yeah, yeah. Oh, of, yeah. Of course. Cool. Um, uh, like the, the, you know, the first, the first uh, Butterfield record. Okay. Um, even the second one, because it was completely different. Okay. And they do, they were doing these jams that you could, you can hear the subsequent Dead and Almond thing mm. that came from East West by the Butterfield band. I see. Um, those records, the the Beatles were for me, you know. Sure. I mean, looking back, Revolver. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Tomorrow yeah. Never Knows. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, yeah. I was on. just talking to a friend about that today. Christmas of 1965, I come downstairs. My 
K electric guitar used yeah. that my parents got me next to the new Beatle album, Rubber Soul. Ooh. Best Christmas Imagine of that. my life. Wow. Um, the American I, version <laughs> that opened with, because they're I've dip- just seen a face, I think, yep. the first one. And then Norwegian Wood. Yeah. 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 yeah, and so then funny. I think after you know, even Revolver was was different. When did they go? No, study, maybe starting with Revolver, I they think, started doing the same. Yeah, re, sorry to be a know it all. Right? Re, no, Revolver. Please. They the American Revolver didn't have a few. It didn't have oh. Doctor Robert. Oh, that's right. It, it, there, there's like three or four plucked out. I guess Sergeant Pepper was the start. That was of the, the start yeah, of the okay. uniform. So yeah. any any Beatle album was an event. Yeah, yeah. But then I mean, yeah. you know, Hen- Jimi Hendrix. His oh, you had the bold is love thing. You did that for a while. The oh, Hendrix, oh, yeah. your Hendrix tribute. Yeah, Hendrix, Hendrix, two years Hendrix uh, tribute band. Yep. Um, yeah, when we were in Daddy Cool, yep. I was doing yep. that. That's right. Um, yeah, Hendrix. Yep. Wow. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, what, what what Hendrix album? Well, the, could the, you pick one? The fir- the first. I mean, <sighs> yeah, yeah. The first two. I mean, yeah. Access Bold is Love is yeah, that's is, my favorite. Is kind of like yeah. I mean, the first one's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And Electric Ladyland, amazing. Um, and and Band of Gypsies, mm. holy crap! Mm. Um, but 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 Bold as Love was Axis Bold as Love was there's something he, he yeah. brought it, it was beautiful. I kind of think so. And yeah. uh, you know, Forever Changes by Love, mm. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, but I. Uh, yeah. And then yeah, Blood yeah. on the Tracks in '75, nice. the Dylan. Yeah, uh, I love Blood on the Tracks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I, there's, there's so many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so many. We'll just leave it at it's so many. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm just, we're going to skip Italian food. That's what you would eat every day. <laughs> you know that question. The food, if you could eat something every day with no consequence, if you were a perfected being and you could eat one thing and you were only limited to the one thing, it would be. You know, I got to tell you, I, I still my favorite food is when I make a sauce and have pasta with my, I, I have my mother's recipes. Yeah, I just have my mom, my, I just, my mom made sauce and meatballs yesterday. Cause it's that time of year we're getting, we're on that. Yep. I made, I made uh, some risotto the other day, uh, which was more of a no- Northern Italian sure. thing. Yep. Not so much Southern yep. Italian. Yep. Uh, it'll have you, I've been to Italy a couple of times. No, I've I'm never going, been. Oh, I'm going back. And I, oh, great musicians there. Oh yeah? Oh yeah. So anyway, yeah, we could go on forever and, and, uh, you know, you can market this as a, uh, a cure for insomnia. Yeah. Well, whatever. Don't you worry about that. (laughs) Don't you worry about that. Not at all. No, not at all. No, not at all. Um, let's do this again. We'll figure it out. Thank you guys. I I, I have, I have a, yeah, no. Thank you, Dave. Yeah. Oh yeah. I have a, um. Cool space you guys have created here, by the way. That he's created and allowed me to, yeah. No, Dave's the man. He yeah. is the man. Yeah, no doubt. All right, we are going to do this again. We're going to focus on albums. I'm figuring it out. I want to have a different kind of show sometimes, like a little side every once in a while where we just talk about music. Now that we get the whole biography, I just want to get into it. Because time flies. Boy, I'll see. You know, and I want to, I want to, so you're going to be on the short list. Some people I don't want to have back because I don't care. I didn't, you know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. But you, you're going to be on the short list of talking about albums and music. So expect that call one of these days. Thank you, John, for oh, having me. Of course. Me. I'm glad. It's, and as it's always. about time. We, I know. It's a good excuse to visit. That's yes, the other good thing about yes. the show is it just, it's like, we would have never done this. But here we are. Here we are. Doing it. Because of Dave. Dave. Dave makes it happen. All right. Thank you. John Peckman Podcast. Connecticut School. Connecticut Valley. Where are we? Connecticut Valley School of Music and Dance in beautiful downtown Portland, Connecticut. We're on every platform that there is for the podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, like and subscribe. We'll just see what happens. I don't know. We're going to see what happens. And stay tuned for Davey's going to tell you how you can have your very own podcast of your own here at Connecticut Valley. Thank you, Mark Malucci. I appreciate you being here. You betcha. See you next time. Ciao. Ciao.